Well, good evening, everyone. It's great to have you here. Amen. God is good, isn't He? So, anyway, I just thought I'd just ask Pastor Steve. Um, I see he's got no hair of late. He, he says he's in his 50s and he's got no grey hair. Okay. You know, you've got no bald hair. You know, I read, a, <laughs> I read a report yesterday that says in the UK that it's now sexual harassment to call a, a somebody bald in the workplace. So uh, anyway, just uh, this is the insanity of the world. <laughs> okay. Amen. But uh, anyway, uh, why I've got you up here is just, you know, Pastor Steve has been going through treatment for leukemia. And you know, um, you know, one thing about him is that in this time, the presence of God has been that which is desired the most. And, you know, he could have been whimping around and, and I'm not saying people who've gone going through stuff like this. I'm not making a comparison. But, you know, he's got an energy and maybe that's because he's had blood transfusion. He's got new blood. I've still got like 60-year-old blood. In. <laughs> so, anyway, but, but the fact is this. There's a fire that burns in him. And just, just quickly, just tell us, how you're going through this, what is making the difference, how you're processing this. Yeah, so what's making the difference is the morning of the 4th of February, when I was, when I was phoned by the doctor at 9 o'clock to let me know that I have AML, which is acute myeloid leukemia, that morning at Hopper 6, God gave me an incredible picture, and that was a lighthouse doesn't move out of the way of the storm. What God was telling me there is that I'm going to be facing storms. I'm going to be facing this, but I need to focus on Him. And um, Pastor Clive, is the, and you guys have been praying for me. I promise you it's been incredible. So I went into hospital on the 4th of March, and I started my treatment process. I've gone through two sets of treatment, and this week I go back in again for um, for my third set of treatment. And But what's incredible is that I've listened to some songs. Pastor Clive you know, shared the you know, um, hallelujah, and then I needed to listen to that every day, and I did. There's the song Jaira, and there's a, there's a line in that that says, I will be content in every circumstance. And I've chosen to be content in every circumstance. So it doesn't matter how many times they disturb me. It doesn't matter how many times they come into my room. It doesn't matter how many times I go through something. I make a choice to treat every single person with the heart of Jesus. And it's made an incredible change to my treatment. And I also make sure that I concentrate on the cleaners that come in. I concentrate on someone who's bringing me a meal, someone who's bringing me a juice, and sharing the heart of God through. Just Woody was really good this morning, just sort of saying, you know what, this is the fruit that you must show. But the other thing that's been a big, big thing for me is um, latching onto Genesis 12, where God. Um, changed Abraham's name to Abraham and said, you know, you will be a father of many nations. Now, you all know the story. He was an old man and his wife was old and he was barren. So how could he be a father of many nations? But every single time he called himself Abraham, he was calling something into existence that didn't exist at that point in time. So I believe, I believe that I have a choice. I can live my life right now out of my sinful, dirty, sick self, or I can live my life over here out of the resurrected life that Jesus paid a price for me. And every day I make a choice that I'm going to live my life 
out of the resurrected life that Jesus paid the price for me. And when I'm lying in hospital and I go through fevers or I go through things, I declare that my temperature will be 36.6, that my blood pressure will be 120 over 80, that I'm healed by His stripes, that I will not, I will not have pain, I will not be nauseous, and I will not, I will not have side effects. And do you know, every time the doctors say, do you have any pain? And I remind them, pain is not part of my treatment. I remind them that I've never been nauseous. I've never been, I've never had any side effects from all the chemo that I've had. And it's not because of me. It's because of Jesus who lives in me. It's because of me declaring every single time. And I need to tell you that the circumstances you're facing or, the, or what's happening to you right now, you know what? Just declare because declare what it is that you need by faith. And God, who's an incredible faithful God, will deliver for you each and every time. So this week on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever there's a bed available, I go back in and to be joyful under any circumstance to get my next treatment. So, and you guys have been praying for me and that's made the world of a difference. So keep praying for me and I just you know, love you guys. I love being here because this is where my energy comes from. Thanks, Samuel. So, so just stay here, Steve. So the fact is this, that, um, so he's a very busy man. You know, he's got energy. And, you know, if, if a passion burns in you, and, and that's what I want to encourage every single person tonight, is that whatever you're facing, whatever you are believing for, is get that picture in your mind and say, Lord, this is what I believe. This is what I want. This is what I want. Because one thing about God, He showed Abraham. Because Abraham at 75, God calls him and God says, he shows him the stars and he says, so shall your descendants be. So here's the point. And maybe the, the whole ministry changes tonight and it's okay. And I know the, the, the wonderful media guys always have a million and one scriptures for me. It's a thousand scriptures, but that's okay. But here's the point. Is that God said to Abraham, Look at the stars. So shall your descendants be. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So I want to ask you tonight, what stars are you looking at? Not your horoscope. What stars are you looking at? And if you don't have a picture from God, let's ask God. Because God says to, God says to Abraham, you can read the, 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 the discussion between backwards and forwards from Genesis chapter 12 to Genesis 21. You can read it. And, and when God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you after the, the, maybe the 10th time, you know what Abraham says to God? What will you give me? And here is the issue is that oftentimes we are living our Christian walk with no picture in mind. What are you believing God for? What is the stars that you are looking at? Because every time you get challenged on your faith, you have to walk outside and look at the stars. Step outside your tent and look up. Amen. Come on, say to the person next door. Next you say, step outside your tent and look up. Amen. So come on. You know, it, it's so easy. It's so easy that, that, we, that we get in our tent. We're sitting at home. We've got the television on. We've got the four walls there. And we forget and we sigh and we 
groan and we moan and we think, but step outside and look up and look at the stars and say, God, you have a promise for me. You've got a purpose for me. And start dreaming bigger. Because when you go look at the stars, you're going to dream bigger. Amen. You're going to dream bigger than ever before. That's why the Bible says when there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no prophetic revelation, it means Proverbs 29 verse 18. Where there's no prophetic revelation, people perish. The word perish actually means give up. When you see a person giving up, it's because they're not looking at the vision. They're not looking at that which God has put in their hearts and they're not stepping outside of their tent and stepping out and looking up. Where there's no vision, people perish. Cast off restraint is actually what it means. It says you, it's like throwing off your coat in, in, in utter dismay and saying, I've had enough. That's when there's no vision. Now that's tonight is working out differently. Amen. What do you want to say? See, here's the vision. I already see my healed self. I already know that by stripes I'm healed. So all I'm doing is I'm calling for the healed Stephen to step into the here and now. And that's the declaration. So whatever you're going through, you need to declare what it is that you want. And I have a clear picture. You know, the doctors are astounded. This is weird how I'm going through this treatment. But because I have a vision that Stephen is already healed. In fact, I'll share something really weird. I thought if Jesus was going to put me on the auction block, he would say, yes, Stephen, as new, because he's made me new. So where I am right now is not what where Jesus has put me, but I'm going to step into that. I'm going to call that into my current circumstances. And I need to let you know that there were nights when I was lying there shivering, and I just said my temperature is 36.6, and it got to 36.6. When I needed to get my potassium at 3.5, and I asked him, what must it be? And then I started declaring 3.5, 3.5. And you know what? My potassium went to 3.5. Now, that's nothing about me. But I have a vision that I'm already healed. And I live with that every day. And that's why I do what I do. Because it doesn't matter. Because if anything, if, you know, if, I, if this wasn't a vision, I'd be with Jesus. Uh, I've got nothing to lose. So that's incredible. Amen. Amen. You know, you've just got to go with the flow because I have a lot to say. Romans chapter 4 is exactly what Pastor Steve said. It says, Abraham not been weak in faith. Maybe you can just throw it out. Romans 4 verse 19. Uh, 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 let me find it here. I'll read it here. Romans chapter 4. Because you, 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 you got to get this. Amen. You can say yes, Steve, because you never know what happens. Is it there? What, is, is it, what does it say? Okay, not being weak in faith. Is that right? That's right. Romans 4 verse 19 says, let me read it. And then you've got to probably go to the next one. And not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. So what are you considering? Your own body, your own circumstance, your own issues? What are you considering? Not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body, which was already dead. Right? Already dead. Since he was a 100 years old. Because you know what, 100 years old, the plumbing isn't working. You, 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 the plumbing's not working to make children. Right? It's the reality. I don't know if you know that. Some of you will find that out. Amen. But not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was 100 years old. And he, the deadness of Sarah's womb. Next, next verse. 
the deadness of Sarah's womb. So yeah, you, yeah, you have your body, your life, your circumstance is under pressure. And then you've got the, your, the issue that you're facing, your business or your future or your dream or whatever it is. And it seems dead to you, the deadness of Sarah's womb. Because who knows that, that, that you need the, the, the stuff that comes from Abraham, you need that to connect to the womb. Is that right? Come on, this is a biology. I think they teach you this at school. Agreed? You don't know how you got here? <laughs> right? You don't know how this happened? Well, next week we are t- doing this biology class. Let's go to the next scripture. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. And verse 20 says, And he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Come on, let's go, let's go to the next scripture. He says he did not, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. This is vision. This is a vision that says, I'm not going to back down. This is what God said. I'm dead. My wife's womb is finished and the two need to work together. So not only is Abraham trusting God for himself, he now has to trust God for the womb of his wife. Come on, come on, you've got to get this because you know that these things have to work together to produce an offspring. But here's the point. He did not consider his own body nor her womb, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. There's something about confessing the Word, saying, I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I feel like a dead dog. I feel like I'm finished. I feel like it's over, but I'm not going to back down. I'm going to give up. I'm going to speak the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, and prophesy the Word until it happens. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 18. There is life and death in the Word. So, you know, speaking, this has been the big thing for me. I speak life over my life every single day. And I know that the journey that I'm on right now is not my journey. It's to help other people already. I have someone in Royal Perth that I am messaging and speak to who has leukemia. And I'm sharing with him by faith what my journey is like. And it's making a difference to his journey. There's also people inside this church that I've spoken to who are struggling with sugar diabetes. And I told them every day, declare that your sugar is between 4.5 and 6. And I can safely let you know that that's exactly what it actually is. So there is, there is power in the name of? Amen. I can't hear you. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that is what we do. And every single day, uh, you know, the three songs that I, the three songs I play over and over and over again. But it's the same declarations I make over and over again. And, you know, I speak Jesus. There is nothing else that I can speak. I'm not here because of me. I'm not here because I'm eloquent or whatever else. I speak Jesus every single day. And I call Jesus into my life, into every situation. And I make that in Jaira because I know if God dresses the lilies and He looks after the sparrows, what is He going to do for you? And I believe that with every breath. But at the same time, I believe with every fiber in my body that by His stripes I've been healed. He's paid the full price for me. So that is the journey that I'm going to give. I'm going to honor Jesus with my journey because of what He did for me. And that's the way it's going to be for me going forward. For me and my house, we serve the Lord. Amen. I'm actually not doing too badly at the moment. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. So let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 3, because I want to, 3, verse 5 and 6. And then we're going to finish off with this. Have you been encouraged with that? Amen. 
Because you, you, you can walk out of here with a nice little story or you can walk out of here with the Word. The Word works. What God says works. The Word. But this, there's this active participation that God wants from us. Galatians 5 verse 6. Uh, uh, Galatians 3 verse 5 and 6. I have this uh, Bible that I've had like for 35 years. The writing's got very small here. I don't know why. <laughs> somebody, somebody, something happened. <laughs> no, it's not that small. I can see in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does He do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So as, as I bring this thing to a close tonight, does God do this? Does He do miracles amongst you? Does He give you the breakthrough because you have, you're great? Or because you believe Him? He says, He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does He do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And it goes on to say, just as Abraham, verse 6, believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Here's the point. When we get back to the Word and we simply believe the Word and we start to speak the Word, miracles take place. First thing, and in this chapter, you will see that Paul, the apostle, talks about prayer. About praying for each other. David, come stand here, please. Come stand here. Shah, come stand here. Pastor David, Pastor Shah, Pastor Steve, come stand here. Okay, my wife's not here. She's been having revival down in Albany. I mean, she told me there's God moved there, which is incredible. So, uh, you know, there's something about praying for leaders. Anyway, and next week we're ordaining Shah. It's ordination next week. So, Pastor Shah, Amen. But you know why I, brought, why I brought them up? Because I want you to look at them and make a commitment to pray for these people. I know when people pray for me, I feel it. I feel it. But, but I, I also feel it when people don't pray. I also feel it when people use their tongues as a device of the enemy. Now this ministry has gone totally different, but I know, and I know by the flow of the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm asking you as a church to begin to pray for these three people as much as we pray for you, as much as we care for you and pray I'm asking you that you pray for these people. Patrick, come stand here as well. 
Amen. Your wife can come stand with you. Libby, these two met filming. They were on the film crew. They were both in media. (laughs) It's funny how people meet. Like some people meet in the coffee shop. Some people meet in media. It's like funny how people meet, right? You, you, You know, if you if you really want to get involved, find somebody who's serving and go serve. And eventually, guys, that girl will fall in love with you or vice versa. It's just a fact. (laughs) Because Libby thought, so who fell in love with who first? Was it you, Libby? He fell in love with you, right? Because he thought, oh, there's a girl here who likes the media. Right, okay. And now there's a baby. I mean, a beautiful boy loves God, right? But, but, but why I'm asking, I make a joke of this, but listen. I'm asking you to commit to pray for these people. And we have other leaders, not sure who else, including my wife. Because I believe we're going to see miracles. Miracles, signs and wonders. And it comes by faith. So Pastor Steve said, I feel people praying for me. When you have people praying for you, when you start to confess the Word, it takes on a different dynamic and power. I know that. Because you know that there, there are times in my life, I'll tell you what, there are times in my life that I've, preached, I've spoken the Word and it's like hitting a, a brick wall. It's like hitting a brick wall, bam. And then I know there's no prayer. Then I know that people are not praying. I know that. That's why sometimes I get very intense like I did this morning in the prayer meeting. Because sometimes you have a lot of people coming but they don't carry a spirit of revival. And we need a spirit of revival because listen, I know the only way it's going to change is by us speaking the Word and declaring the Word and not backing down from the Word of God. So I know sometimes that when I speak, it's like hits a brick wall. Then I know that there's no prayer going on. And that, that, that through prayer, we, we open up the door. We open up the, the gateways. We're going to pray. Not nice little prayers and, and prayers that you can, uh, you know, you know we, we look good. But prayers that actually go in and smash down the gates of hell. They're prayers that go in and smash down the enemy's stronghold. I knew when I came here seven years ago, I've been here in Australia for seven years. I've been a citizen for two years. I'll tell you, the first year I got here, I felt like I, 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 I felt like so depressed. I felt like I was finished. I felt like God was not even near anywhere. And I met so many depressed people, especially South Africans, like depressed Christians. But then I began to realize. And I, and I really sought God and God said to me, you are not discerning the atmosphere yet. You need to pray. You need to pray like never before. You need to pray. And I want you to pray in the Spirit. And Patrick will remember, Libby will remember, were you, you, were, were you in the church? Were you, you, you had come then? Were you already there? Right? They will remember, some of you will remember that, 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 that I, I, I'm called a hundred days of prayer of just praying in tongues every single morning for one hour, six o'clock to seven o'clock. And I said, I'm not here. I'm, when you're walking, I'm just going to be praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Sometimes there's one, sometimes two, three, etc. But listen, here's the point. We prayed 100 days. We prayed in the Spirit because I knew that through prayer, as we pray, that when we when we speak the Word of God, it will birth something. Some of you, are, uh, and I really believe that right now, we need to stir up prayer again 
and stir up speaking the Word again and not back off on these things because we think the things that are so stupid like speaking the Word of God. We think they're so stupid and they're so boring uh, listening to the same music all the time and speaking the same Word, but the testimony is here. The miracle is here. Come on. You know what? There's something about prayer. That's why we pray before our services and we pray with an intensity because I understand that 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 when this this Abraham old guy 100 years old and this dead and womb uh, when God causes it to be alive it produces something so yes the point why do I talk about this because the word of God is the power it's the seed but it needs a womb and you and I are the womb and a womb that's not praying and interceding is not fertile come on and so we need to be the womb so that God can deposit his word in us that we bring forth the word that we bring forth the things that bring the miracles and the breakthrough by faith. Amen. I hope you get this tonight. I hope you understand this. So the deadness of Sarah's womb, which we are, amen, and the Word of God that we begin to speak, begins to produce that anointed thing that changes nations. Come on, that Isaac came from Abraham, that God birthed Isaac. He was the son of promise. Come on, listen to me. You and I want to birth promises. We, we are trusting God, but there's no prayer, there's no Word. Those two things have to combine to produce the promise of God. Amen. God's given us a promise. He said to Abraham, Abraham, I will bless you and I will give you a child. But there was something that had to take place. I hope you're with me tonight. Amen. Come on, we're going to do some praying yet tonight like never before. Amen. So I'm saying to you, yeah, you know, we can say, oh, we believe God for revival in a nation. We believe for signs and wonders. We believe for healings. We believe for miracles. We believe for a city to come to Jesus. But it's going to take some people who are going to pray like never before. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. You say, well, Pastor, oh, you can't pray in the tongues we have in church. Now I'll pray in tongues. We begin to break through and push in and push in and prophesy the Word of God so that there's a fertile womb. You know, they said of Jesus, they said, He speaks as one having authority and not like the scribes and the Pharisees who just speak mere words. You know why? Because Jesus said, in the presence of the Father, and He prayed. The Bible tells us in the book of Peter that He prayed. He prayed. Amen. Oh, I tell you what. Who's trusting God for miracles? And, I, and I'm being very serious. <laughs> Don't be like the average charismatics. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Oh, who wants to be blessed? Yes, that's me. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I've been around religion for too long to actually even care. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry for God. I really am hungry. I, I'm not the perfect vessel. I'm not. But I do know that we, we need to birth stuff. I do know that God is wanting to impart His seed of revival and His Spirit and miracles into us as a womb. 
as a church even. I know even things like this morning, last Sunday night, last Sunday night was incredible. These things that God, this journey that God is taking us on. It's a journey. It's not a standalone sermon. It's a journey. And if I can stimulate your hearts and your minds to say, God, I want to be fertile again. I want to be that womb that is fertile that can produce. I want to be that God. Because I know it's so easy. I've been in the ministry a long time. Since 1988, that's a long time. And I know even in the ministry that you can go through the motions. Because you become bored. Because there's no vision that burns in your heart. You say, have you been there, Pastor? Yes, I have. But it was purely by the grace of God that I survived. I'm, I'm calling you tonight. Let's pray for vision. Let's stand to our feet. Let's, let's pray for vision. Let's, let's ask God. You know, Ask God in your own heart, Lord, cause my spiritual womb to be fertile because God wants to deposit seed that you bring forth the promise. You know, this Friday and Saturday, we're having freedom in Christ. I, I suggest don't miss it, sign up. It's not, it's not casting out demons and all those things, but it's really just bringing ourselves back into realignment with God. Some people are so devil focused, they need to get Jesus focused again. Amen. We need to fall in love with Jesus all over again. We need to, yes, deal with those things and cut off certain things. But we need to so, be so in love with Jesus. And, and, and times like this coming weekend, it's just the opportunity to come before God and say, Lord, cleanse me of that. Wash me from that. I confess to you and you alone. It's not confessing to one another. I don't need to know how many demons you've had. Or if you think you have one. I need you to get a revelation of the cross. I need you to get a revelation of who Jesus is. Because when you get a revelation of who Jesus is, no devil is coming near you, believe me. No demon is coming near you, believe me. Amen. So we're going to pray, and I want you to commit to praying for the leaders, including myself, including my wife, including those on the front line, including young men like DJ, who still doesn't want to sing for me. There are so many amazing people in the church, but, but not only that, I want you to commit to praying for each other. 
to pray for each other, to pray for your husband or your wife, to pray, really bring them up before God again. Pray for your children. Children, pray for your parents. Pray for them. Let's start to pray for one another again. Let's start to pray for our nation. I'll tell you what, we will begin to feel the effects. We'll become those wombs that are so powerful and so anointed and so fertile that we will see the miracles. We will see the breakthrough. We will see things change. Oh, we are trying. We are trying. I realize this more and more. The more and more I talk to politicians and those those involved in all these things I realize more and more we're trying to do it by the flesh and what we need is we need a a, a, a womb to be so fertile in God so that, that that the joy of the Lord is our strength that God anoints us with the oil of gladness above our companions oh I tell you what that a joy comes back once again amen that, a, that this love for God comes back once again so are you ready to pray And I want you to begin to pray right now for that person standing next to you, maybe your husband or your wife. You don't have to lay, just pray, just pray for them. You don't have to lay hands or do anything. Just, well, you can if you want. I know Patrick, it doesn't take long for Patrick to lay hands on his wife, but it's okay. We understand. The fact is this, amen. Let's pray. Let's begin to pray for one another. Pray for that person next to you. Pray, pray for the people in the front. Stretch out your hands. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for each other. Oh, come on, let's stir. Let's make that womb fruitful again. Let's make it fruitful again in Jesus' name. 